0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast, I'm your host Benjamin Shapiro and today we're going to discuss the role and importance of CRMs in improving digital marketing. Joining us is Chip House, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Insightly, which provides customer relationship management software for businesses of all sizes across a range of industries such as manufacturing, consulting, professional services, media, advertising, nonprofit technology, and more. And with more than 1.5 million users and over 25,000 companies worldwide, Insightly is the world's most popular CRM software for Google and Office 365 users. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Insightly is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, Chip and I talked about CRMs that improve digital marketing performance. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about managing customer experience in a complex organization. Okay, here's the second part of my conversation with Chip House, the Chief Marketing Officer at Insightly. Chip, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Ben, great to be here. Thank you.
1: Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Again, appreciate your sponsorship of the MarTech Podcast and also your time yesterday when we talked about CRMs and really the role they play, not just for sales, but specifically for marketing. And a big portion of that is you've got this repository of data and you understand the interactions that happen for the people that actually become your customers and so then you could start doing things like building your icps understanding what the key marketing touch points are and starting to optimize your customer experiences towards what actually works so let's talk a little bit about that in more detail what are some of the ways that you think about managing customer experiences as your organization in a mid-market company is becoming increasingly complex
2: Well, the good news is, Ben, that the bulk of mid-market companies are using CRMs today to manage their customer data. Though some are still on spreadsheets, a surprising number, most are using a CRM. And in a survey that we had done earlier this spring, we learned that the number one reason organizations adopt a CRM and what the benefits that they see are, number one, is better customer data. So if I have better customer data with more quality and more completeness, I can simply be more authentic, more responsive, more personalized with my customers. I mean, it seems obvious, but the data also points to the fact that that produces a better customer experience and more satisfied customers.
1: Let's go to a little bit more detail there. What are some of the ways that you're finding best-in-class companies starting to really hone in on what the right customer experience is? Honestly, I always have mixed feelings about this where you could figure out what a key touch point is because your customers all went through this content flow or that salesperson did the demo to understand why they converted. Does that mean that you start funneling everything towards this one experiences or is it just you got one great sales rep? How do you think about actually managing or optimizing your customer experience when you have limited resources?
2: I think a lot of mid-market companies tend to have a decent-sized sales and marketing team, and most of them in this day and age, in 2022, thankfully, are used to using a CRM and using other SaaS tools. So they come to work or they go down to their office if they're working from home. And they log into their multiple systems. And one of the key ones they're going to log into is the CRM. And often, they might be leveraging something like our integration with Gmail, right? Where they're able to write in their current Gmail inbox, learn about the context that they're talking to, where they might be at in their sales journey, what their checklist might be, other information that's important, maybe the campaign that they came in on, so they can be just highly relevant and personal either in their email follow-ups or their phone calls that they have with a customer.
1: I feel like that's always a little bit dangerous where you sit down, you're going through your sales motion and you say, okay, I know this person visited this web page, or they downloaded this white paper. And so the sort of natural inclination for me is, hey, I saw you downloaded this white paper, just wanted to follow up to see if you had any questions about topic A, B, and C. And my hesitancy there is often that sort of feels like, hey, I've been watching you. (laughs) How do you find the right tone with understanding the current sort of status of the customer, what their experience has been, without feeling like you're being pushy, nosy, creepy? How do you sort of manage that tone and build a friendly customer experience that is knowledgeable, but not intrusive or
2: invasive? It's a balance. So a typical B2B buyer these days if they're Gen Z or millennial, especially, they're much less likely to actually want to download that ebook that you talked about. Then they're more, much less likely to key in their information and actually provide that to you.
1: Key point, nobody wants to download your white paper. Go on, sorry,
2: <laughs> Nobody necessarily <laughs> wants your white paper, but still some people do. We obviously have some downloads that we do that are engaging. One of them is this study that I talked about before. And that's generally more of a bot, what we consider a bottom of funnel activity. Quite often, at least there's some level of engagement. Somebody's trying to learn more. However, you can't be creepy about it. And the cool thing about a CRM is it allows you to decide how you want to respond, meaning you certainly could, if you wanted, assign that directly to a sales rep and follow up in seconds. Or you could then put it through an automated nurture process by integrating it with your marketing tools and continue to communicate with that person who downloaded your paper and provide them valuable, useful information that's sort of appropriate with where they might be in their buying cycle that educates them and engages them before ever having to reach out and be creepy, Ben.
1: I think that understanding the status of a lead is important, but also understanding some of the hurdles that they may have is the context that you want to approach. We're always thinking about looking for pain, If someone is downloading the white paper about how to market towards mid-market businesses, you don't necessarily need to say, I know you're trying to market towards mid-market businesses. You can start to talk about what are some of the challenges that organizations like theirs have and reference mid-market businesses. My advice here is don't be so on the nose of, I know you did X, so the next step is Y. As you start to think about using your CRM and start to build out those customer experiences, what are some of the ways that you start to teach these lessons to your organizations about not only where someone is in their customer journey, but what are some of the ways that we like to approach people at this stage? How do you sort of manage the organizational complexity with all the knowledge that you have?
2: So one stat that comes to mind at the very front end of a journey is... A buyer is much more likely to do business with you if they enjoy the sales process. So the customer journey begins from your first touch point, and then you have to prove that you get their pain and you understand the world through their shoes, and you can provide them content that educates and informs them and also subtly convinces them that you know how to fix it. So a marketing team that's thinking about the customer experience, in addition to how many people are they converting in their funnel, is sensitive to that journey, right? This person could be a future customer. And the quality of your blog posts, the quality of your videos, the webinars that you do, maybe you have product overviews or case studies from customers, which are more and more important That demonstrates the social proof that everybody's looking for now. Who else uses this product to solve the pain that I have and how are they doing it? And if you can demonstrate all those things, you kind of bring the potential customer and then the customer along for the ride. And often some of your most raving fans are the relatively new fans that have just joined your company and have gone through implementation or seeing some of the initial benefits of the software. So the being journey aware from the first touch point through the most current touch point, no matter where in your organization, is critical. I would answer it that way. And I, I have a bit of research on that topic too, if you'd allow me to share it.
1: By all means. We love hearing the numbers. Tell us what you got.
2: So the cool thing is aligned companies say that they are growing faster than the companies that do not have alignment around customer data those with the best customer experiences are 2.5 times more likely to report significant growth than all others also. So aligned organizations tend to provide better customer experiences and those with better customer experiences say that they're exceeding their customers' expectations more often than not.
1: So help me define aligned companies. Are these companies that are self-reporting that we've got great alignment or is there a metric that you're using to figure out whether a company is aligned or not?
2: It's self-reported. So it's based on how their technology and customer data are aligned across their marketing and their sales and their customer support and success teams. So over one third of companies with completely aligned technology and customer data across their marketing sales and customer success teams saw a significant increase in revenue last year compared with just 14% of those with less alignment. So that's how we came up with that 2.5 times stat, but it is self-reported.
1: Okay, so companies that report that they are Aligned tend to have a better business performance, which leads me to the last question I have for you. How do you figure out if your company is aligned? Is this just a general feeling? Are these companies that have gone through training programs, companies that use specific tech stacks? When you're getting towards that alignment, which is reliant on having a right tech stack and right training programs, what are some of the things that companies that are self reporting alignment actually do to get to that point?
2: Well, number one, it starts with the technology do these organizations have the technology that allows them to engage with their customers in a personal manner that's relevant to their data that doesn't feel creepy throughout the life cycle? And that shows up in multiple places. It'll show up to the marketing team in terms of how well are my leads converting to opportunities? You know, am I actually or by sending the salespeople a lot of things that are relatively irrelevant or have those potential buyers been educated effectively on what we sell. So by the time they're talking to a salesperson, they understand what we offer. And then again, further in the journey, once they make it to the customer success organization, is this expectation aligned with the capability? So Organizations that report alignment also are reporting higher retention rates and higher customer satisfaction rates. And like I said, uh, higher growth rates.
1: At the end of the day, having your marketing, your sales, your customer success team on the same page, understanding who your customers are, being able to understand where they are in the journey to effectively market and sell to them creates a better experience. And your CRM is central to that. And we're seeing that, hey, Companies that are aligned tend to have better performance, better retention. Your CRM being the center of that really does actually matter. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Chip House, the Chief Marketing Officer at Insightly. If you'd like to get in touch with Chip, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is cehouse, that's C-E-H-O-U-S-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is insightly.com, I-N-S-I-G-H-T-L-Y.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. And we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.